there, and welcome to this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. I'm Niall Brown. Ruthless is a bone-crunching thriller starring an against-type Dermot Mulroney as a teacher trying to rescue one of his students from a gang of human traffickers. Eschewing preaching for entertainment, Ruthless is an enjoyable throwback revenge thriller with a good turn for Mulroney. Best known for his romantic leads, Mulroney sells the badass action and shows an interesting side to his on-screen persona. In a fun and entertaining episode of the Movies in Focus podcast, I'm joined by Ruthless director and co-writer Art Camacho. The stuntman-turned-director talks about making the revenge thriller, as well as discussing the practicalities of filming and training for stunt sequences. As always, I hope you enjoy what we have to talk about. I am so slow when it comes to all this technical stuff, but thank you very much. Oh, don't worry. Ah. Every time I do it, 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 it goes wrong in every way that you can imagine. That's <laughs> <laughs> my life. <laughs> thank you for taking the time today, brother. Appreciate it. No, well, well thank you for um, sort of taking the time. And do you know, I, I watched the movie this afternoon and uh-huh. I, I had an absolute blast with it. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that because you, you watch a lot of these sort of action movies, you know, with a, a sort of male star and usually they, they phone them in. You know, where it's like they're literally on screen for like five minutes, they're like 90 minutes. And, right. you know, Dermot Mulroney was there for the, the entire duration. And I thought he was he was brilliant in it. And I, I thought the movie was great. So thank oh, you. God bless you. Thank you so, so much. It means a lot to me. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Dermot was phenomenal. Phenomenal. What You know, uh, I, I can't I can't sing him enough praises because he he worked harder than everybody on the set, <laughs> including me. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, you're a stunt man. So you obviously put him through his paces because, I mean, I knew him from his romantic comedy stuff from the, the 90s. Mm-hmm. So how physical was he when he arrived with you? And how much did you have to teach him to sort of do the action stuff? Well, you know, Dermot, I think I was, he surprised me because he already had some some basic boxing. And when you have some basic boxing, you 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 understand the way the body moves, the, the feet, the hips, the movement. And so it was relatively easy to teach him to do a lot of the Krav Maga, arm-breaking jujitsu kind of stuff. And he had the fluidity and the stamina. I mean, he put he put some of these guys through their paces. I'm telling you, these guys that are, you know, the 20s, the opening scene, the guy was like, oh, my God, take, come on, keep going, keep going. And the drummer's bringing him on board and, you know, but he he was phenomenal. You know, I, that surprised me the most because I, I loved him as an actor and then as a human being, but I had no idea how much, you know, he had in terms of his physicality. Well, that's, I mean, I sort of went in thinking, you know, he's going to be this mild-mannered guy that shoots people. <laughs> And, you know, I think he shoots about one person through the entire film. And I think in this movie, they break, you you guys break more bones than I've ever seen broken in a movie in my life. <laughs> that was our goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think, you're, I mean, and I, I don't mean it in sort of a, a frivolous way, because it actually felt painful, you know, when you you see it and sort of the fingers and the arms. I mean, you're obviously a stuntman by, by sort of trade originally. Is that something that you know how to do and you have done in the past? How does that all sort of work? Yeah, well, well, myself, yes, because I started in martial arts because of self-defense. I didn't do it for, I, it, thankfully, it, it, it trans, transferred to, to film, but initially it was for self-defense. And in this film, in terms of the action, I didn't want it to feel rehearsed or choreographed. 
you know, and I love those films. I love the John Wicks. I love the Marvel films. I'm a huge fan. But to me, I wanted this to feel more genuine, like somebody with that kind of wrestling background could actually do. And I wanted, and I'm glad you said the painful thing, because I wanted it to seem painful. I wanted you to feel it's like, you know what, this is, <laughs> this is, this is real, you know? And I mean, it, it did. I mean, the the whole thing, even the characterization, where it starts off in a sort of a, a movie theater, and then that's where we first sort of meet meet our hero, and <laughs> the journey. I mean, he, he obviously seems like a man who loves popcorn because he goes from watching a movie to going home <laughs> to eating popcorn. And I appreciate a man who does that. <laughs> oh man, the me that that was me. That is me. I'm telling you, I always buy my big tub of popcorn every time. <laughs> I know. I mean, and but sort of the the. I mean, are you, you presumably you're a movie fan, sort of from you opening with a, it's a, it's a, it's a Wells movie, isn't it? That you, you begin yeah. with? Yeah. So yeah. how, uh, what was the decision on that? That, that, you know what, um, that was, they gave me an, an option of like, for instance, uh, technically they give you like so many films that are either public domain or they, they can get rights to. And, and definitely wanted that black and white feel. I wanted a film because honestly, Matter of fact, you can't see it, but I, I one of my favorite films is Casablanca, and and you know I have a bogey. I'm a big bogey fan, and you know Treasure of the Sierra Madre. A lot of those older films I really love, and and it evokes something personal in me, and that's what I that I felt that he was always trying to hang on to the character, always hanging on to that brings him his his all his peace, you know. Well, that's it because he is a very stoic character, and like I said, from Mulroney, I I know him from the rom com stuff, but he he gave me a real mel gibson sort of vibe from from this movie you know this that that was the vibe i was getting from him which surprised me you, you know it's interesting because i i've said this you know uh, several times that i honestly believe that that without uh derma there is no ruthless because i i exactly what you were stating i didn't want an action hero i didn't want your typical guy that that you know that looks fit and just like he can rip your head off and go out there. I wanted I wanted somebody who has who has a charm, and who has so much depth, and that you, in other words, he could be anybody in your in your high school, anybody in your you know in your circles that that runs into a situation. And and Dermot brought it in spades. He brought the. I mean, just I you know uh, I I I uh, I equated to to like making a cake where where you have all these ingredients. It has to be just the right amount, you know. And he brought the right amount of humor, irony, and, and obviously the, the violence, you know? Well, that, that's, I mean, it's a violent film and everybody gets sort of the hell knocked <laughs> out of them. But there's also a lot of humor. You know, you, you get these guys and they're like, yeah, I, I've broken an arm, but I was trying to beat up somebody else, even though it's a lie. And this sort of permeates throughout it. Right. Developing that within the script, how how did you work for that? Did you want it to be light because it, it's a very serious subject matter, the film? So how did that work for you? You know, you know what I tried to do is is I I did a film many years ago uh, called The Final Payback, and it was it was with uh, Richard Rico back then and and John Saxon, some some really strong actors, and and it was again the character wasn't similar, but it was a little similar in the sense that he was a very stoic kind of character. And it was too heavy, too heavy throughout, too heavy throughout. It wasn't until after you see the film and you start seeing something's not fitting right. So I wanted, you know, life is life is hard. Life is hard no matter what you're doing, what I do. Um, but I wanted a little bit of levity, a little bit of lightness. You know, even though we're, we're dealing with some serious subject matter, I still want to have a little bit of lightness so that people aren't like exhausted, you know, yeah. after the film. 
But I mean, even at the very end, where you've got sort of Jeff Fahey locked in a just spoiler <laughs> alert, you know, <laughs> you've got Jeff yeah. Fahey locked in that, which I will yeah. give a ahead of this but you've got Jeff Fahey locked in the, the, the trunk of a car and he's like oh man you know you finally <laughs> you know it's it's gone through sort of brutality and then there's that wit I mean Jeff yeah. Fahey I mean he's a hell of a character as well how did he come into the film as the, he made, um, the, the producers had had worked again we were you know you know the funny thing was going back to the drama is that the script had sat there for for a while because we were trying to find the right right actor for the role. There was a lot of you know good actors uh, submitted, and 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 we meet and talk and still great actors, but I just didn't feel it. Then with, with, when I met Durbut, he brought this like wow, this is Harry, this is Harry, this is, and and Jeff he was recommended to me by the producers Elias assume Jeff. You know, and I go way back many years uh, when I was starting my career, I, I worked in a film that he was a star and we never connected. But when they brought his name up, I said, that's him. <laughs> that was exactly it. You know? Well, yeah, I mean, he seems to have a blast because he, he comes in sort of late in the game and he mm -hmm. dominates those scenes that he's in, you know, sort of machismo and sort of male strength. <laughs> but there is that sort of humor that and he plays off so well against sort of Mulroney's stoicism. Oh. You know, I think that's incredibly well done. No, I was very blessed because, I mean, these two actors, when they were in their scenes together, they I was just like this, just watching. It was amazing. It's like what they were doing, how they break down scenes and how they were, you know, connecting. And the chemistry was amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, the whole cast, I think, is great. You know, you look at every character and, like I said, the humor is sort of woven into it, even though... You know, like I said, it's a very heavy, you know, you're yeah. dealing with a heavy subject, but, and those scenes are very, you know, it's, it's about abuse, it's about trafficking, yeah. and you you make it, uh, not to trivialize it, because I, I'm going to, I'm going to make it sounded, but you make it entertaining, but there is that message that runs through it. No, I, I'm with you. I, I agree with you. There was a, there was a film called Sound of Freedom. It was a very heavy film, very... Gosh, it, it 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 broke my heart, and and we weren't doing that. I wanted to to definitely definitely address the issues, but again, I didn't want people. I didn't want to feel exhausted. Yeah. I want to feel. You know what? We're doing this stuff. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll do this thing right. Or strong characters and real moments. But life is that. I mean, we we could we could literally. I've been in situations where where something really terrible is happening to you, and and you still find humor in it as a human being. You know, not that you're trivializing it, like you said, but you find humor in life. You know. And that's what I was trying to get. And I appreciate that, that, you, that you're saying that because I, that means a lot to me because I was that's what I was going for. Something, again, I didn't want it to be so heavy throughout. It's like, oh my God, you know, when's this going to end, you know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing you talk about, the sound of freedom, you know, where, where that is a sort of a, a wit. And this is, again, not, not to sort of belittle your movie because it, it's, it's a right. great movie, but it's... It's sort of a, an action thriller, you know, and it, 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 it's for somebody to sit down on a Friday night to go, yes. right, I want to watch somebody kick ass, <laughs> uh, you know, bone crunching action. And mm -hmm. I want it to be entertaining, but there is that message that runs through it, which, yes. you know, and I think it works, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And, and like mm -hmm. I said, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's what we we're going for. We were going for something that, you know, take you take you out of, yes, yes, life is rough and these things are happening, but take you out of the, the world. And, and 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 again, if you see him throughout the thing, he doesn't start off, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you up. No, he's like, 
he's trying not to. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's what's so good about it. I mean, even when you meet him in that movie theater, he, he just wants to watch the movie, you know, and, and then he gets home and he just wants to eat his popcorn and text his daughter. And it's, and even when he's at school, he just wants to teach. Yes. You know, everything just goes against him. And I mean, that, that's the, the, the beauty of, I think, Mulroney, that he kind of has this sort of hangdog expression that sort of is like, oh, God, not again. <laughs> you know, just he just wants to sort of kick back and relax. Right, right. And he, that, that was all that was all Dermot. What he brought to it, I can't even I can't even tell you. I mean, it was it was like amazing just seeing him bring all these nuances out and and his facial expression. Just everything came from within, you know, it was exciting to, to see him on screen. Well, let's talk about you for a minute because you started in stunts. Now you're directing sort of yeah. big stars in, in action movies. How does that happen? And is that something you always wanted to do or did it just come by happenstance? You know, I think it was a combination of a lot of things that, that when I first started out, I wanted to be an actor and I started in a couple of forgettable films. <laughs> and uh, but I found a niche in the action. People started to hire me for the action, doing a lot of the, you know, first the first stunt fighting, then eventually choreographing. And um, and what I was doing when I choreographed, I had a vision. I, I not a vision. I don't want to sound pretentious, but I knew exactly how the fight should be shot and how the fight should look. And so that started helping a lot of the directors. And so with that in mind, one year I started getting asked by two producers, do you want to direct films? And I thought it was a joke, to be honest with you. I thought they were just, just messing with me. And, uh, you know, a week later, I, you know, one, one, on one set, you know, the, the producer asked me, he says, hey, Art, do you ever think of directing films? And I go, yeah, sure. I said, come on, don't screw with me. Don't, 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 don't hurt my feelings, man. And, <laughs> Later, I'm problem. You know, I got a contract, and I, you know, I directed. And and again, part of it is that that uh, you know, again, the reality, at least from my perspective, is that part of it is very, very creative. You try to bring your unique perspective, but the other part is commercial. You have to make money. If these films don't make money, I don't eat. I don't work. And the first film we did, we did it for close to I think it was like seven hundred thousand, and it grossed over two million. So they were happy as pigs in mud, you know. So then I got more films and more films and. And uh, that's how it happened, because I just, I always believe in giving, you know, 200%, you know, everything I do. And I try to do as much research on anything. I mean, uh, I kid you not, when I went into this film, I took uh, uh, the masterclass even. I, Ron Howard, I'm looking at him. I, I want to see what all these great directors do, you know, every time, even though I've been doing this a little while, every time I'm trying to up my game, learn more and, and experience more, you know. And when you do that and you're on set, I mean, like you said, you, you're working in, in a sort of, you're not working in the $60 million range. You're working in sort of, you know, a, a couple of million. Yeah. When you're looking at those big movies, how do you spot that and go, I can transpose that into what I'm doing? How does that work? Is that your filmmaker eye going, I know what to do. I know how to, to do that. Yeah. Or You know, when I see those films, I, you know, I, I see, first off, I, I see it two ways. I see the technical things. I think, okay, they did this, green screen here, wire work here, CGI. And then I see, am I feeling something? And that's the thing, that's the thing that doesn't take money. Can you evoke feelings, you know? Can you, with the characters, with the actors you've got and the scenes you have, can you evoke a feeling? In other words, will this scene work without the big special effects? And a lot of times they do. A lot, to me, a lot of the early Marvel ones, I love to death. 
because because of that and and that inspired me because you know um i've done a lot of fights i mean fight scenes i, I can't in the thousands to be honest with you i mean throughout the last three years and um and, and the challenge is trying to re trying to redo something fresh so you don't like you said don't phone it in and uh and another thing that helps me a lot as a filmmaker is that the god honest truth is that every project and i've done a lot of projects i always have butterflies i am so petrified i literally outside i'm i'm joe cool <laughs> mark camacho but inside oh my god oh my god please <laughs> and that keeps me you know keeps me on the on my toes and on the top of my game always pushing and from that, I mean, just as you said, you, you, you're you always looking for something that keeps you inspired. When you're making another movie, is mm -hmm. it something that you look at and it's it's different? Or do you want to sort of be slightly familiar and out of your comfort zone? How do you choose your, your next movie? Well, give me an idea. I, I, I try to get out of my comfort zone. And uh, for instance, right now, I'm writing one uh, called The Cellist. It's about a cellist. Who happens to be a hitman <laughs> so i go a little bit to my comfort zone but i want to take it in a whole different different area different you know because to me like like again getting back to fights and fight choreography and films whatever whenever you're doing action that's why i really admire uh, uh chad the, the the director of john wick and and bullet train because they come from my world they come from the stunt world and what they do and what you, what you do if you're good at what you do you even with the action you're creating a story and it has it's it's a musical, it's musical because I mean when I started teaching people how to fight for film, I I after you learn the basics, you have to learn how to dance because that's all it is. It's a fluidity. It's it's a violent dance, but it's a dance, so it has music and rhythm. And so that's when I, when I'm putting together sequences or even when I'm putting together you know editing these these uh, dramatic scenes, it's 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 a it's music. I hear music in my head, you know, trying to flow with it, and uh, and I'm trying to challenge myself because you're right. I, you know, I've, I've, I've turned down so many jobs that it's, it's, it's boring. It's the same thing that I've done 10 years ago. I want to always try, try to stay relevant every, every year, every, every project, try to make it different than the last. And you, you touched on something there that sort of made me curious. You, when you're directing a movie, you're looking at the big picture, but the fight sequences, do you hire another stunt coordinator to do those or do you deal with those yourself or is it a, an amalgamation of both you know what i i hire a fight coordinator but i throw them out <laughs> i always end up it's like you know i every time every film i said okay this one i'm gonna i'm just gonna direct and just watch the scenes and then i'll be sitting there it's like no no we'll do it this way i'm going you know i can't help it it's in my blood you know and that's what I do with this one. Uh, for instance, I hired, you know, a stunt crew and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I had to jump in, be not because they were bad, they were great, they're all phenomenal. But I had a certain vision that I need and, and certain nuances, certain movements, certain things that have to happen. You know, I've worked with like Steven Seagal or Dolph Lundgren, some of those guys, and and they each have their own style. And, 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 and again, I tried to put my vision within their style to make it work. And on this one, the same thing. I wanted it. My my approach to to ruthless was make it real. What's his background? He's a wrestler, so he would know breaking. He'd know a little bit of these moves. And um, and and I have to get hands on. I really can't help my. As a matter of fact, Dermot had mentioned that because he said normally when he works on these obviously bigger films and other films, you know they have the the, the director and they have second unit director, stunt coordinator, all this stuff. And uh, I'm all in one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
I was like, come on, hit him, Dermot. <laughs> is, is that better for him? Or, I mean, obviously he's going to say it is, but for 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 you, is it speed-wise, whilst you're making a movie, is that better to be your all, all three or four? Or No, 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 it isn't. But it's better for the movie. It's better for the movie. Speed-wise, you know, somebody could be... And sometimes what I do is I'll have put people put together a skeleton, kind of the, the parameters, and then I'll go in and, and, and tweak it. And uh, to give you an idea, time-wise, time-wise, on the big films, you know, um, you spend months, like like Keanu Reeves on John Wick, months training, just training. Then you spend weeks choreographing. Then you spend days, if not weeks, shooting the stuff. On this, on the smaller films, you have days to do it all, do everything, you know, or hours, sometimes hours to do to do everything. And um, and time-wise, sometimes it works as a disadvantage, but also. I'm so specific in what I need and what I do. It's save time because I'm. They're not doing extraneous things. It's just specific to to what I need, you know, and and to me and and then uh, with Dorbut and in particular and some of the other actors, it helps because now we're really relating one thousand percent. Because as a director and an actor, you have to you know your family, your 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 brothers and you know right there in in the foxholes, and now to have and and Dormat said it's he's never worked this way where, where the director did it all, you know, and it was such, such a blast for him. Have you ever come across a moment where, like you said, Dermot was really good with the physicality that you've come across an actor who just doesn't have the, I mean, I'm somebody who I don't think, I, I think if I rocked up on your set, you'd be <laughs> like, no, no, you're not the action hero. Go home and you know, do something else. have you ever come across anyone who doesn't have that physicality as, as an actor? Well, brother, I will make you look like Bruce Lee. I tell you that right now. <laughs> oh yes, yes. A lot of times. I, I don't want to name one in particular, but um, but it was challenging because uh, you know most of the actors that I've worked with, they at least they try, but some of them just phoned it. Some of them, this this actor, they they said, Art, he's 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 been training and kickboxing and all this stuff, and it'll be easy to do the fights. And so I have a, I met with him, went to his house, and he says, Yeah, I had two hours of kickboxing. As he's smoking a cigarette, you know, we're going to train. So he's smoking <laughs> a cigarette. And he's got young, young. I'm talking about a guy in his, his late 20s. And uh, and he's, uh, you know, trying to stretch him, trying to get a feel for his body moves. And next thing you know, he talks about his old war Vietnam injury. And this guy's 25, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but what I do is I look at the body. That's the biggest thing for me. I study your body. I study what you, what you can do, even if you can't do anything. I mean, you walk, you eat, you you do whatever, and I incorporate that into whatever fight action I'm going to do. So that way you will look great, and then I surround you with some really good, good fall guys. I told you, you're going to look like Bruce Lee, brother. <laughs> well, I, I, I wait the call for the for the, for the the next movie art. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, buddy. <laughs> anyway, I, I think we'll leave it at that. Do you know what? Like I said, I, I thought the movie was a blast. I thought it was a really good kind of 90-minute action movie. I thought Del Dermot Mulroney was... What was great? More bones were broken in that ninety minutes than I've seen <laughs> in the last forty years of movie. So I, I, I had a hook with it. So, so thank you. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate you very much. And 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 yeah, it it is um what you were just pointing out, and I really appreciate that because that's what I was going for in terms of like I told you from from the action aspects and the character, and then the levity, the the tone of the film, because my my. If if I would have taken it too, I couldn't take myself too serious because it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It would not work for the movie. And Dermot brought that. I I, I tell you, 
when I had my, I spent like, I think, uh, an hour with, with him on, on Zoom. Basically, he was, he, was, he was back east and I was here in, in the west. And and we just clicked. It was like instant, like like we've known each other for years. And he was so brilliant and such a wonderful human being. And again, you know, some of the guys on the set were, were you know, 20s and 30s. And, and, and my God, they were winded. And Dermot's going. Dermot's like that little bunny rat, just the, you know, the ever-ready rabbit, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> give me some more. <laughs> give me some more. Well, I mean, he, he he changed my my perception of him. So, I mean, that sort of says a lot as somebody who's watched a lot of movies. But aren't, I, I've sort of taken up enough of your time today. So can I just say thank you so much? And, I mean, it's it's been great. So hopefully the, the next one when we're talking about the Hitman cellist, we'll, we'll do this again. You're going to be in it. you got to be in it, right? Hey, I'm put you I, I, went, I went the call. That's <laughs> it. The between now and then. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time. And I'll see you at the movies.